This stanza is called Mere Belief. There is nothing quite so dangerous on the spiritual path as abiding in mere belief. Such a danger lurks in every tradition and on every path. But abiding in mere belief is always a choice. One does not know, so one chooses to cross the gap with mere belief. And this is usually built out of the currents of fear, hope, desire, wish fulfillment, pride or weakness. The poison of religion is the promotion of this. And the glory of religion is the refusal to countenance it. Both are always possible. One chooses knowledge or fantasy. It is always better to stand on the threadbare soil of the acceptance of absolute ignorance than it is to dwell in the ever-shifting sands of mere belief. The former can turn into the foundation of true insight, whereas the latter can at best blow away to reveal the nakedness of epistemic conceit. The story of humankind is this battle of knowledge against fantasy. The human capacity for self-delusion is exceedingly powerful. And it is astonishing how much intelligence can be deployed in establishing the impossible the untrue and the unreal as the possible, the true and the real. The only way out of being subject to the poison of mere belief is to recognise its manifestation and power. And this does not imply abandoning the act of creating beliefs, nor any particular belief. It simply implies learning to carefully distinguish what is properly grounded as knowledge and what is not. And whatever is not grounded as knowledge must be treated with supreme caution. It may indeed be countenanced, tested, examined and even practiced. But until it is verified as knowledge or realization, it must be treated as it is, mere belief, mere hypothesis, mere speculation. If it is treated as such, the path to true insight and knowledge is firmly established. But without treating it as such, all the poisons will manifest and dominate. Suffice to say, learning to distinguish between knowledge and mere belief is the root and cornerstone of spiritual success.
And this is a commentary to the stanza called Mere Belief. I'm not sure that there is a more important spiritual truth than this one. Because it implies a deep consideration of what true knowledge is and how one might come to live, either under its illuminating orb or somewhere far more dangerous in the realm of mere belief. Now this distinction between knowledge and belief is a huge topic in philosophy. But to some degree these concerns are actually more practical than they are philosophical. In the sense that I have witnessed many, a sincere contemplative person, go very badly astray because they have allowed themselves to live under mere belief rather than developing true knowledge. And I think everyone can see, in our own age and throughout the ages, the toxic poison of religious fantasies that lead to the most destructive forms of fundamentalism. So the practical point is somewhat devastating. That if you get this bit wrong, then you get everything wrong. And if you get it right, then you get everything right. So in short, spiritual or yogic or contemplative success follows from true knowledge. And failure is assured without it. And to some degree, this kind of thinking follows from one of the branches of the Buddha's Eightfold Noble Path. In Sanskrit it's called Samyak Drishti. The importance of developing right view. But it's important to note that the emphasis of the stanza is not about what kind of view is true, or what kind of knowledge is true, or what kind of beliefs ought to be considered false and therefore jettisoned. It is simply about the need to develop within oneself the tools to be able to determine true knowledge from mere belief. And the key point is that mere belief may well become true knowledge at some later point in time. So I'm actually not saying do not countenance mere beliefs or only practice what is veridical knowledge. In fact, I think it is quite necessary to be experimental, to be open, to try new systems or practices or ways of thinking or being. But the point is to always be aware of what is merely speculative, what has not adequately earned the title of true knowledge. Because the big problem is that we are extraordinarily good at deluding ourselves. And many spiritual paths function by demanding a kind of leap of faith or the adoption of axiomatic beliefs which are sold as unbreakable and unquestionable truths. So contemplative people are in an inherently dangerous situation. 
And the only way out of it is to make the very careful distinction between true knowledge and mere belief. And to understand when one is dwelling in one or the other. And the practical implication is actually a very humble one. That accepting one's ignorance and dwelling there is actually far more noble and wise than staking everything on an axiom of mere belief. Because accepting one's genuine ignorance is actually the foundation for developing true insight. Whereas conflating mere belief for true knowledge is a foundation for unlimited delusion. <laughs>